This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. And welcome back to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Don't forget you get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus cash. Bet 10 bucks in same game parlays with the squares icon and you can win a square. Winning has not been part of the Bears culture for some time. There it is. The C word has been invoked just second in seconds in to this week three wrap-up of the Bears' 41-10 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. Now, let me promise you a few things about today's commentary on the most recent Bears collapse. I will not pound my fist on the desk in front of me. Uh, there's too many valuable things here, number one. But moreover, I, I don't have that type of emotion. And that's something that some of you have not arrived at yet. You're a Bears fan. You wear that C on your chest proudly, and through thick and thin, you will be there to support this organization. I don't feel similarly, and there's a lot of reasons why, and I'm not going to retrace Dave McGinnis in 99 or guys who had medical reports falsified so they would be on the field on Sunday instead of in street clothes. I'm not going to go through all that, but I was hoping this new organization would bring forth a change in attitude and a change in the way human beings are treated and get Ted Phillips and all of the cancerous sores that he inflicted this organization with in his 24 seasons at the helm, 24 seasons that produced three playoff victories. And man, This is so much bigger than Ryan Poles, who is taking a beating, and for a lot of reasons, rightfully so. I won't defend the Bears' second-year general manager today. (laughs) Biggest reason is he hired Matt Eberflus to be his head coach, and I'll get to Matt Eberflus's comments this morning on uh, the flagship ESPN 1000. Nice get, guys, uh, in just a couple of seconds. But I, I I have the ability to cut the emotional cord With every team in town except the Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks for many years have been the only team in Chicago that is capable of making me feel like a 10-year-old. And no, I don't watch their games when they're going through terrible seasons, which is what, the last five now? Last four? Although don't forget their best of three series win against Edmonton in the COVID playoffs when I think 12 teams in the West qualified for the postseason. They actually did win a series. We've all forgotten that. But uh, I was I was expecting more out of this Bears group this year, as so many of you were. But I, I don't go to bad restaurants. If a restaurant once was great and then serves me terrible food and gives me a bad attitude and terrible service along the way, I will not spend my money there. 
It's easy for me to do that, to cut that emotional cord, because some bad people have been in the Bears organization at the highest levels. A lot of people who fronted the organization, head coaches and quarterbacks, have acted like assholes for sometimes. Not current group. I'm not talking about Eberflus and Fields. They've been gentlemen to this point. But that cannot be said for a handful of guys who preceded them. This embarrassment yesterday was no surprise today. And I, 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 I don't know what anybody was expecting. And I, I maybe more effort. That, that certainly would be a good thing. If they if they fought harder, but they were outclassed yesterday by the Super Bowl champions. And I if you're bothered by this, I apologize for nothing because I'm able to look at this like an adult and take advantage of a financial opportunity. When I got my ass drummed at noon because I took the Baltimore Ravens just to beat Indianapolis as part of a six team straight up parlay at Bet Rivers. I chased, and I chased big. I also had the Jaguars yesterday. Nice call there. Think he could defend that rookie wide receiver? Jeez, what's going on with the Jags? Last two weeks, their offense is impotent and their defense is terrible. That's not why you're here. I got healthy because I took the Chiefs. They're over at 31.5. I reloaded with Kansas City, minus 12 and Kansas City to score more than 31 and a half points. And it was tucked in at halftime. The Chiefs called off the dogs, and the Bears started to create turnovers. At, with four minutes left in the third quarter, what, almost 11 full quarters into the 2023 season, Matt Eberflus, whose specialty when he was hired by the Bears was to create a large turnover differential. That's how he got the job. That's what he did with Indy in 2021. They finally got their first takeaway when Jack Sanborn, thing of beauty, Wisconsin Badgers, second-year man, undrafted free agent, picks off Blaine frickin' Gabbert. They got Gabby twice yesterday. Andy Reid classy enough to pull all of his A-listers really early in the game. Not everybody pulls them before the fourth quarter, but Reid did yesterday as he's cruising along 41 to nothing. Made sense. Mahomes kind of tripped over Yannick Ngakwe uh, and, and, you know, came up a little bit gimpy on that. So you get him out of there. You, you don't need him. You don't even need Isaiah Pacheco. You can rest him. And you can let Travis Kelsey look forward to his date with a country music icon. And I hear Eberflus minutes ago, minutes before we started this morning's podcast, he's on with Jonathan Hood today. And he's proud of his defense for the two takeaways they got late in the game. They intercepted Blaine Gabbert. They got Blaine Gabbert during garbage time. And both of those turnovers, Coach Eberflus said, Led to points. That's how they got those 10 points. How about kicking a field goal when you're down 41 to nothing? What I, I, There's so much tumbling so fast. I'm sorry to quote Dennis Green here, but the Bears were yesterday who I thought they were going to be. It's spiraling out of control. These numbers are even worse than they were a year ago through three games. You realize Fields is completing only 58% of his passes. He didn't get to 100 yards in Sunday's loss. He, he got the 60% last year at 60.5%, which was up a tick from his first year as a starter. 
and he's down to 58%. He's thrown only three touchdown passes. He's been intercepted four times, and the Chiefs got after him. That's a Fields problem as much as it is an offensive line problem with the sack parade. He's been sacked 13 times, and the Bears were were not good on third down. They're in third and long a lot, and I have failed to mention the delay of game penalty to get it all started. Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. You, you're serious with this, a delay of game penalty to start those pre-snap penalties and none yesterday on Braxton Jones, the second year tackle, cause he's out indefinitely and Larry Borum filled in for him and the bears, you know, they only gave up one sack to Chris Jones. If that's your moral victory, you know, go to Dairy Queen and have a dilly bar on me today. None of this was surprising to me. The Chiefs on third down, and this is a real bad Bears problem that's spiraling out of control. Just as much as the absence of leadership off the field and in the hallways in Lake Forest, they can't get off the field on third down. Going into yesterday, the Packers and Buccaneers had succeeded in 17 of 31 third down tries. Add the Chiefs' damage to it. It's 27 out of 45. You can't win in the league against even the biggest doormats if you're allowing 57, 60% conversion rate for the opponent on third down. You cannot do it. And Eddie Jackson may be hurt, but Jesus, you're a veteran player who's been paid very handsomely. Get your ass on the field when your team needs you. I, I, I'm bothered by this team. Sackless again yesterday, if I failed to mention that. Fields 11 out of 22 for 99 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Chiefs had 453 yards of offense. Mahomes, a nice casual day, 24 of 33, 272, three touchdowns. Yeah, but the Bears did get that, uh, that 21-yard field goal from Cairo Santos to make it 41 to 3. Man, I wish I could tell you good things are coming for the Bears, but even against the defense in the Denver Broncos that gave up 70 freaking points Sunday to the Miami Dolphins, I can't say with any degree of confidence the Bears are going to score a lot of points this weekend. Why would you think that? And Denver was as bad. I think their offense led to a lot of that. Cortland Sutton, take care of the damn football. Jesus, recklessness in Southern Florida abounds yesterday. The Broncos didn't tackle. They didn't block people. They didn't get off blocks defensively. They were horrible from start to finish. I mean, how in the world is Tyreek Hill on his first touchdown, that 52 or 54-yarder? How can you let the fastest guy in the NFL or one of them just be as wide open as he was yesterday. I don't get it. Will the Bears do anything about that? Man, I don't know, but I know I trust the Broncos' offensive players. <laughs> I, I got busy in free agency. I loaded up my fantasy team with a few free agent Broncos. I already had Jerry Judy on my roster, so you can bet your ass I'll have him out there against Team Eberflus this coming Sunday. Jerry Judy. They got a rookie who showed up yesterday, too. Oh, what the heck is his name? This rookie out of Oklahoma. Mims? Marvin Mims? Is that his name? Get him on your roster if he's available. If Jerry Judy is already taken. He's taken in most leagues. The Bears are getting uh, three and a half points against the Broncos. I I ain't taking the Bears getting three and a half until they prove wrong. 
prove me wrong. I, uh, I, I don't have any desire to wager on them. I don't want to be standing on shore when the ship is out to sea and it's taken on water the way this Bears team has done again this year. Will they fire Matt Eberflus in midstream? At you know he's he's three and seventeen as their head coach. They have lost thirteen straight games. All of them, they've given up twenty five or more points. This is the worst stretch in franchise history. He is chasing Abe Gibbon. He's going to have a worse start to his career. Eberflus is than Abe Gibbon did. I still don't think they launch him in season. Now, Ryan Poles may say to George McCaskey, I don't care what you've done in the past. We're, we're, we're setting it straight right now. And we're, we didn't want to be here, but we're in, we're in the process of getting that top pick maybe again this year. So we're going to hire somebody on an interim basis, somebody on the staff, and we'll find our next headmaster in the offseason. I doubt that'll happen. I think they'll wait until after week 17, after they lose to the Packers for a second time. And I do want to get to Green Bay's win over New Orleans yesterday and a few other things uh, right after I wrap up a few more minutes of commentary on the Bears and, and their history here. It's not just the history of the Bears I want to start getting into on the Danny Mac podcast. I want to start getting into the prospect that this season, this this calendar year, of 2023 just might be the most wor- the, the most difficult pill to swallow we've ever had as Chicago sports fans. Other than the Cubs, every team in town has thoroughly embarrassed itself again. Now the Hawks have Connor Bedard coming. Yay. But what were the big Hawks stories of the year? The retirement of Taves, the trade of Patrick Kane, and the deaths of Bobby Hall and owner Rocky Wirtz, which brought out the moral majority who was furious still at Rocky Wirtz and a lot of people who were. So it brought back the the whole nonsense, and the town meeting when Wirtz was so out of line over the Kyle Beach situation. I won't defend him on that, but I will defend his tenure. I, I wish every owner in town were as good as Rocky Wirtz was. Uh, he brought this city three championships and he did it for the most part, like a gentleman. He was Willy Wonka on the concourse. But this has been an awful year. The Bulls, again, were terrible. The White Sox are right up there with the Bears for hugely disappointing. You expected more. You expected the White Sox to be a playoff team this year. And they, again, were a freaking disaster and total chaos. And firings of Williams and Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn and the hiring of Chris Getz, the promotion, I should say, exec VP and general, it's just awful. Just other than the Cubs, everybody's been embarrassing. I'm going to try to find. I'll get to that on Thursday. I'm going to try to find a worst year, a worse year in Chicago sports history than this one, where four out of five teams just shit the bed from start to finish. And we're so unlikable. The White Sox team, difficult to like. This Bears team is becoming difficult to like, too, isn't it? Isn't it fingers starting to get pointed? It's not happy times for the Bears right now, and their fans are just grumbling and pissed. Look, you don't have to support this bad restaurant. You don't want the garbage meal. Don't walk through the doors. Nobody is making you eat eat dinner at uh, Cafe McCaskey. Oh, God. Bears and Broncos this coming Sunday. The Broncos and Sean Payton yesterday acting like a child after his team gave up 70 points. (laughs) 
Oh, good stuff. I love this NFL, don't you? Here is something remarkable about Tua Tagovailoa, if I got that out right. Tua, let's just call him Tua. Maybe you didn't know. Through three games this year, his numbers are exactly the same as they were a year ago. He's 3-0, just like he was last year. He has completed 72 of 101 passes, just like last year. He's thrown eight touchdown passes and has two interceptions, just like last year. I certainly hope for the case of Dolphins fans, and I kind of like seeing Miami step up a little bit. It's fun to watch. They're a fast football team on both sides of the ball. They're a fun team to watch. So they they score 70 points yesterday, and the Dolphins find themselves underdogs because they're going to Buffalo this coming weekend as week four gets going. How about the Cardinals beating the Cowboys yesterday? And what was Dak Prescott upset at media for after the game? Prescott says after the game, the media got what it wanted. Well, you know, go ahead and keep pushing, and you'll make these Cowboys as easy to root against as Cowboys teams of the past. I don't think anybody's been, I don't know what he's referring to, where they've taken their beatings lately. I think most people have been crediting Dallas as being potentially the best, you know, defense in the NFC, maybe the best overall team in the NFC when they're not slurping the 49ers. I mean, what the Cowboys did opening night against the Giants is still being celebrated. That is maybe it should be. That was a convincing divisional road victory. So I I, I don't know what his dysfunction is green Bay and new Orleans was fascinating yesterday because Jordan love had himself a first year starter day for three plus quarters. He was bad. And the Packers, Matt LaFleur thinking with his dick goes forward on fourth and short right around the new Orleans 39, 40 yard line. This is early in the game. They're scoreless. And they run the old flea flicker in the pass. I think it was from Dylan back to Jordan Love. Bounced to him. Love recovered and then starts to scramble and slips a little bit and hurried his throw and misses a wide open target on would have been a first down and maybe a lot more than that. So the Packers give up the ball on downs. And the Saints have good field position, and they took advantage of it, and they scored. Derek Carr leads his team to a seventeen to nothing victor, or seventeen to nothing lead. The Saints are cruising, and then Carr gets hurt. Enter Jameis Winston, and here come the Packers. Even though Love had been so bad early on, he missed a wide open. The rookie tight end Musgrave. He missed him down the middle of the field. They caught him in a, in, in in Tampa 2. The linebacker didn't get depth. The tight end is running right down the middle of the field, and Love overshot him like he was doing his Justin Fields impersonation. Here we go. Here come the cheap shots. <laughs> You're 0-3. That's going to happen. 58% completion percentage. How'd you like to be? Who'd you like to be Dunkin' Donuts right now? Paying Justin Fields all that money. Packers come back and win the game, and Lafleur ballsy as he was, I don't do this. I, you know, we, we can argue until Dan Hampton's cows come home. I kick the PAT and go to seventeen seventeen rather than go into overtime. I know your roster is a little bit depleted in Green Bay, 
You didn't have Christian Watson or Aaron Jones yesterday. Whenever Christian Watson wants to get on the field, that's fine with me. This must be the worst hamstring strain in the history of the Packers. Jesus, your team needs you, man. Get out there. And they managed to get it done uh, with the cast they have. Uh, <laughs> but now without some struggles. Nonetheless, you, you win ugly in the NFL, and, and you're happy about that. Green Bay moves to 2-1. and one. Detroit also 2-1. and one with a sleepy win yesterday at home against the Atlanta Falcons. And that led to the Falcons' first loss of the year, which meant Kyle Brandt shaved his mustache on Good Morning Football today. It's the reason he's been wearing the mustache is to pay tribute to the Falcons' headmaster. And I got to tell you, it's Monday morning. It's a wild weekend again. So many games that were wide open and, you know, not competitive for three quarters, and so many of them that flipped that script and went down to the wire, Ravens and Colts going into overtime. Lamar Jackson, Exhibit A, why you don't pay a run-first quarterback long-term money. Ooh, that's looking bad. Take note, Bears fans, although I don't think the Fields bandwagon has much much of a capacity right now. But uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. There's there's just, uh, why in the world on Monday morning with all these stories, Kyle Brandt is getting his mustache shaved. I am so done with this dude, man. I wanted to be in his corner for a long time. He's a Chicago guy. He's been on my show a couple times over the years. He's a founding father of a great morning football program, Good Morning Football. I was on board with the original cast of Kay Adams, Brant, Peter Schrager, and Nate Burleson from day one. I loved the show. Uh, it became evident Burleson wanted, you know, a bigger stage, and God bless him for getting CBS Morning News. How can you not take that opportunity? And part of the CBS's NFL coverage in the studio. Kay Adams had her sights on on bigger fish a couple years into the program's existence. And now it's Kyle Brandt running on high octane. He runs only on heavy fuel and he's bouncing off the walls. As they start the show today, he was disgusted because Sean O'Hara, who was sitting in for Schrager interrupted him when he was talking about the mustache being shaved on the show. Really? I mean, there's a, I went back and rewatched. He, he makes a sour face. How dare Sean O'Hara interrupt his mustache shave thought three minutes into the show. And they're wasting my time showing the handsome Lincolnshire native. I know he went to Stevenson. I don't know if he's from Lincolnshire, but he's he's a Stevenson patriot. So it was my want to see him prosper. I'm tired of him shouting at me, and now he's shouting at me on NFL Network, too. He's part of their panel on Sunday mornings. But I don't have to watch, just like you don't have to watch the Bears. I got to practice what I preach, right? (laughs) Closing thoughts. I want to thank you for listening to and perhaps watching these podcasts on YouTube. They drop on YouTube early Monday evenings. Subscribe to this if you haven't done so already and, and tell your buds. If you're tired of Chicago sports yak without the macker, I'm doing this a couple times a week, and I hope even more in the weeks ahead, especially during football season. I could do four or five of these a week. It's, you know, what, it's 20, 25, 30 minutes at the most, and I've been sprinkling in 
more guests lately, but I'm enjoying the hell out of doing this, especially during football season. And those of you who have commented to me on social media, whether positively or negatively, thank you and keep them coming. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Mac Show. And you can get to the show. Whoop, kangaroo court, fine. There's a telephone ringing during the broadcast. Uh, you can get to me at Danny Mac Podcast uh, at Gmail. So if you want to shoot the show an email, that's how you do that. Have a great start to your week. I'll be back no later than Thursday. If there is news, news, if there's any news out of Lake Forest or anywhere else in Chicago that's huge, I will do, uh, I'll do a podcast. I'm here for you. I'm not leaving town. I'm recovering nicely from hernia surgery, and I'm ready to flap gums, but not pound my fist on the console in front of me, or in this case, my desk uh, in the second floor office. Harry Carey to my left. Oh, I love Harry. I took that black and white picture in 1984, the day I met Harry Carey. So, I mean, that's that's what you get. Please tell your friends about the Danny Mac podcast. And I thank Adam Delavitt, who's the director of the Bet Rivers Podcast Network, for all of his work, as well as Sam Michael, my executive producer, Randy Merkin, who books our guests. Thank you. Troy Mocker for doing all the research on where the money goes and who's doing what at the window, as well as Alex Pastor for his help for social media on social media. Thanks for listening. I'm Mac. Talk to you in a few days. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.